This week's episode is brought to you by Glarlardle, Lord of the Turkeys. Every year your kind slaughters my kin. They are taken, murdered, and feathers are plucked. Some are submerged into briny depths for days at a time, while others are pelted with salt, and bundles of vegetables and herbs are shoved into their cavities in order to create a delicious, flavorful meal for you and your family. I will tolerate this no more, for I am Glardolardle, lord and emperor of turkeys, and my people are not for your consumption. From this day forward, the Legion of Turkeys will be at war with the humans. Enjoy your final meals, you barbaric savages, as we will unite the clans, and we will be at your doorstep to reap 1,000 generations of turkey justice upon your heads. The endless pecking is near. Prepare for war! This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap podcast sent you. Happy Thanksgiving, you fucks! This week, Justin and I chat about prom, how weird it must be to grow up in society today, and what we would do with ultimate superpowers. Then, Justin asks if movies are too long nowadays because he's somehow becoming an old man with no patience. Grab a seat. Write a thank you letter to MindGap Podcast for all of the amazing content you've enjoyed, and get ready to carve off a piece of episode 223 of MindGap Podcast. MindGap Podcast. Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the chat. The Mind Gap Chats. Oh, yeah. Not a cat. We are fat. It's the Mind Gap Chat. Once a year, we have to do a little musical intro, and that was it. Right. We've met our contractual obligations. <laughs> you all can stop asking for it now. Thank you very much. Yeah. So my mom said on her prom night. God damn it. You you can stop asking for it now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sounds like no, my prom night. You all can stop asking. You all can for sorry. It. I you're right. Uh, I don't want to disrespect your mom at all. Exactly. You all can stop asking for Thank it. Thank you. She really gave it to the football team that year. Mm-hmm. I mean they lost. <laughs> she had, someone had to pick their spirits up. Someone lost the prom game. <laughs> Good God. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. Mm-hmm. That is that. With did you get laid on prom? Did I get laid on prom? I did not. Did you? No. No? Yeah, prom definitely wasn't. How many proms did you go to? I went to three. I did two. Whoa. I mean, I went to three as well. Nice. I yeah. went to my junior prom, senior prom, and then I came back one year 
to go with someone for gotcha. their senior prom. I, thought there was I a- think. <laughs> so here's the thing that worries me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of my life that's fuzzy. Yep. <laughs> Do you that find happens. that too? Well, that's the scary thing about your memories is that you will slowly, they degrade over time, obviously. The yeah. things that you thought were true were definitely not. Oh, man. Or they get exaggerated or things like that. It is, so. It's legitimately one of my biggest fears is losing my mind. Yeah, or there's just entire things where I'm like, I don't remember that. It's like, but you were there. I'm like, I don't remember anything about that. that. That's great. I'm glad I was there. I yeah. don't remember it. I've had those where I've been like, oh, shit. Did right. I just forget something <laughs> entirely? Did I, I block it out? Yeah, like, and then, like, here's the thing, like, there are some things, Beth and I were talking about something the other day, and it came, th- like, the memory came through so clear, like, clear as a bell for me, and I was like, yeah, I totally remember this, and then there's other things, like, I should know how many proms I went to, I don't. No, you shouldn't. I do- how is that not something you should remember? Dude, at this stage in our lives, like, come I on. I feel like that's a big enough thing to where you're like, I, like, I had to think about it for a second, I'm like, how many did I go to? Like, it wasn't like on the tip of my tongue, right. where I'm like, ah, that's ready problems, and it was in 2000, 2001, and right. 1999, in that order. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. How did you do that? Well, math. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Speaking of which, uh, look up, uh, there's a, um, Twista is a, a rap artist, and mm-hmm. uh, look up tw- uh, Tip of My Tongue. Okay. Um, for anyone listening right now, you just said Tip of My Tongue, and you don't often hear that phrase, and that's one of my favorite songs by him. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, prom definitely wasn't the sex-crazed, sexually-charged thing that everyone made it out to be. No, no, It was no, just no, no, fun. No. Yeah, I had a good time with it. Yeah. The thing, that, the thing I liked the best about uh, high school dances, and we it took us probably two years at least to figure this out. I think my junior year, we really had like honed in on like how to properly do a school dance mm-hmm. is my group of friends. We, we, you know, you get the person you were going with, you'd go have a great time at the dance. And then we would go back to one person's house and, uh, we would have like their parents would pick up like 50 McNuggets and a couple like burgers from McDonald's and, you know, candy and this and that. Mm-hmm. They'd have the table set out and we'd just stay at their place until like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. We'd watch movies, we'd hang out and like, that was the, some people would like, oh, we got to go to dinner after the dance or before the dance. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that. Like, we're just going to someone's house. We'll watch movies and we'll just have yeah. a good time. That was one of my favorite points of any of the dances we went to. Yeah, definitely. Like, I remember. Specifically the McNuggets. <laughs> Thanks, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, prom, I remember doing like, we'd always have dinner at someone's house beforehand. It just felt like we were playing dress up. and I Oh, very it. much so. Yeah. I hated everything about that part of it. Um, but it was it was fun, you yeah. know, and everything like that. But there was never like this idea of like we're getting laid tonight, man. Right. It's like no, we're like, making the pack, man. Tonight's the night. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely not. And the people spiking the punch bowl and yeah. uh, smoking the doobie in the corner. Well, that's what I like because they, you know, with, especially with the prom, there was always like the activities, the after prom yeah. stuff, you know. And it went till you know six in the morning or whatever, and so you were fully. And it's like if you leave, you can't come back. You're done. Like, oh yeah, no, you could. Yeah. We locked the doors. See right. you later. You know, and there's uh, no out and in. No, it was. It was That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that obviously helped prevent. <laughs> right. It promoted abstinence. <laughs> um, <laughs> the no out and in rule prov- promoted abstinence. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. It was just fun. It was good. Yeah. I the thing that I also very much remember is going like uh, not on prom, but like at. Did you guys do turnabout or Sadie Hawkins? Ne- the, neither. Where the girl asked the guy. Neither. You guys didn't do those? We're in Missouri. Was, that's true. The guy women, is king. Women just became able to vote when I <laughs> got to high school. So Suffrage movement took a while to get there. They're like, you god damn it. 
Uh, so we had, ours was called Turnabout. And um, so like Turnabout, Homecoming, and I think there was like the Winter Formal or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our, our freshman, I remember very, very distinctly going to TGI Fridays for uh, dinner beforehand. And the parents would, <laughs> the parents drove us there because we were all freshmen. So yeah. parents drove you there and they would sit at the parents table oh, and they would let you kind of do your own thing. But then there was the parents there and, you know, they'd be. They had their beers and they were talking about just like how terrible it was to be there. And we were all, again, playing dress up. We were all dressed nicely and we were trying to think that we were adults and ordering chicken fingers, which I still order. But, uh, you know, it was, it just, it, looking back on it now, I'm like, ah, it just felt, it was weird. The we, thing going back to someone's house afterwards, yeah. that felt more comfortable because I'm like, yeah. we're just hanging out now. Like, this is what we do. We were at Culver's a couple months ago and it must have been homecoming. And oh, God. we saw these kids come in and I saw, a girl, one girl in particular, I was like, girl, that dress does not, that's a little too short for you. I was like, I feel uncomfortable for you. Have you seen the memes of like uh, 15 year olds when I was 15, 15 year olds now? <laughs> no. Have you, no? Let me just pull this uh, up real quick. It is disturbing because I'm this sure. is, this is how I remember. And this yeah. is something you're going to have to contend with. Well, I, is re- the thing. I remember there was my senior year uh, to a homecoming dance. There was like three girls that wore handkerchiefs as tops, as tops. Yeah, like that was, all, and they were with cowboy hats. And I remember them; they got their like uh, picture in the yearbook or something. They're like, "We just wanted to ma- make a statement," or like, "We really wanted to make a a loud whatever." And I was just like, "Gross!" It was gross. There <laughs> we go. Thirteen-year-olds now versus me at thirteen. Ugh. Like things like, and there's a bunch of these memes on there, and I'm probably yeah. on some sort of a list now that I googled this, but yeah, like. <laughs> But that is like the 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 girl on the left here. Like that is very very common now, mm-hmm. and it is one of those things where I do not remember girls looking like this when I was in. Like I just don't understand how you're. But that's okay. obviously for a special event, you know. Okay, okay. First of all, it was for my bat mitzvah. The, the girl on the right is obviously just at school. All right, there's nothing. The girl on the still, left, still though, still. The girl on the left is going to something, going to like a wake or something. Sure, I understand. How about that? They don't look like they're going to awake. Good Lord. Right? That's just, okay. I don't, nope. We're going to move right along. We don't have to address that. Uh, Yeah. But you get the idea. I get the idea. I I, I feel like these are some extreme examples too. So, because I mean, I need to play. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you go down the rabbit hole, there's some very good ones on here. That's pretty funny. uh, I think there's always extremes in that regard. There is extremes. But again, like if you, I mean, you've got, you've got a niece. Mm-hmm. Right, who is, is around that age. Mm-hmm. I've got a niece in high school, and it just it amazes me how different kids, boys and girls, look now. And I, I, I'm looking back going, is this, am I being fair on this? Because, like, as an adult now, I'm looking back and going, you guys don't act like 15 year olds. You don't mm-hmm. act like it's, you're acting far older than I remember acting. And mm-hmm. is that, is that like a, again, is the memory blurred? Yeah. Because you're an adult now looking back and that going, huh. I look at Jill's niece and I'm like, you're in high school because you seem so young. Like, sure, yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. It's, I I don't know. Time, I mean, she's a freshman, so she's, she's yeah. But I'm like, God, you're 13. It just slash 14, right? I'm like, I just think kids it, things have. I feel like uh, kids are far more mature in a lot of ways mm-hmm. than now than they were when we were a kid. Thanks, internet porn. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one thing, but I also think from just like straight up like just connectivity. Yeah. Like, there's so much more. There's so much more that you're able to uh, know yeah. now than than when we were a kid. You know, like yeah, I mean, think about you know the fact that 
you can hop online, uh, play a game with someone or something like that, and you're connected with someone else, and just that that alone, one other person sharing that information from someone else, like there's just you're like you're exposed to so much more information. Absolutely, now, yeah. So many other experiences that there was things that you were like, uh, you, you weren't even know, you didn't even know were a possibility, but now someone else has that knowledge they're able to share it to with you instantaneously. Right. So there was a sense of innocence, which I look at, you know, I was actually talking about with this with Jill the other day. I'm, uh, I, I realize stories and movies now that deal with uh, kids who either have to take on too much responsibility for their age or mm-hmm. I hear real life stories about that where these kids essentially have to shed their innocence to become adults. And like get a, get a job early or like or just support like, the family or yeah, like all they of a make sudden, dinner and do laundry. Or, yeah, yeah, like they have to take, on, take charge or something. That's kind of what always struck me even back then was with Man of Steel. Um, you know, a young, uh, you know, Clark Kent was knew he was powerful and he wanted to do something. And he was told, you're going to change the world someday. <laughs> the weight of that on your shoulders sure, yeah. as a kid to not understand, to be ridiculed, to be exiled yeah. and to be like, yeah, you, you here's dad saying you're going to have to decide basically whether or not you're going to be a good person or not. And what your decision will rock the foundations of this world. <laughs> right. Like that hits me That's harder than heavy, ever. Man, yeah. Um, I, I'm coming. I'm going about to finish up the the comic book uh, series Fable. Okay, Fables. It is so fucking good. And we're at the part where we're the killing your darling stage, and I'm like, God damn it! Um, but there's this this heartwarming scene uh, with uh, these two characters, and um, you know they're kind of like in limbo, and uh, they're talking, and, and one of them is Boy Blue, and the other one is Big B, aka the Big Bad Wolf. Okay, and. Boy Blue is a badass in this story. Like he's kind of a non-really known fable, but he does amazing things, and you grow to really love him. And uh, he's like talking with Big B, saying like, "Hey man, you got to make a decision about you know what's about to happen." He's like, "But before I go, before you go, there's someone." He goes, "I'm gonna, I need to leave now, but I want you to talk to someone." And uh, you know, in the distance comes a small child, and you realize it's one of Big B's sons, and you realize, "Oh shit, that's right, this kid died." And he died to save his sister. And and Bigby, who is in the form of a wolf, immediately turns into a human. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? Why are you here? And I realized, like, Bigby doesn't know that his son died. Oh, Jesus Christ. And his son is like... That'd be fucking he goes, bug, man. He goes, hey, Dad. He's like, you know, we need to talk. He's like, man to man, wolf to wolf, pack leader to pack leader. And he goes, I want to tell you what happened. He goes, and I need you to tell me straight up. He's like, did I do the right thing? And I was like, that hit me so hard because it's like, Ooh. here's a kid yeah. who's like 10. Right. But he's obviously got magic around him, surrounded by a fantastical universe. But he was in a situation where he knew that in order for his sister to survive, he had to kill himself. He had to sacrifice himself because he was like considered the pack leader of all the all the kids. Yeah, and he does it, and he's like, "I hope I did the right thing." And just to be a father confronted with your son's ghost, kind of, and be like, "Dad, did I do the right thing?" And be like, "Fuck." It hurts me in my soul. Feels all the feels. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Like, it's so well written. For sure, yeah. It's such a good, god damn it, it's a good comic. But I think that is, a, is that a recent comic or not? No, I think, well, I mean, I think it wrapped up in, like, in the 2010s at some okay, point. Okay, so, so I with, would still with, consider, yeah. Yeah. Because I still think that that is, that is a very good representation of, 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 again, kids growing up faster nowadays. Mm-hmm. I really do think that there's, there is this, um... Like it's like the, the growing up process has been expedited. Yeah, and I just and I think that is you're seeing that in stories. You're seeing that in the, like the coming of age stories. Kids are are there's just there's more being put on them. There's more responsibility. They're acting different. There's more information. They're dressing different. I just 
they do not they do not reflect the us at that age that I remember. That's, I think that's I really just that's think a that, fair thing. Like even going back to your parents, you know, like oh, very much so. Yeah, just the the world was different, and it, and it continues to be different. And um, it's just it's a way where with all that information, and you know, it's tough. I wouldn't want to be a kid, a teenager these days. I would fail hard at being a teenager. I don't think you would. I think you'd be susceptible to a lot of things. Oh, just no, like I would I fail would. hard. I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> With social media and my I temper, think, I would fail hard. I think you'd surprise yourself. You think so? Yeah, you'd yeah. probably get 25 to life, but you'd surprise <laughs> yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, uh, there's, a lot of le- there's a lot of hard lessons to learn that are un- really not too forg- forgivable nowadays. Like, you, if you make a mistake, it will come back to haunt you. Right. In a lot of ways now. Well, your mistakes on a are grand stage. so much more public than what our mistakes were. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's just the nature of the game, the nature of the beast now. Yeah. It's just like, it's so easy for people, again, you talk about kids that are more than ever hurting themselves, doing self-harm, mm-hmm. uh, that they don't understand, you know, kids' suicide rates and things like that just because... Of, you know, what was it? You know, someone said you could go home and, and be away from all that, but now with the internet age, that stuff, the bullying and things like that, it exists all day, every Follows day. Follows you wherever you are, yeah. So it's really, really, it's a challenge and it's very, it'll be interesting to see how that affects this generation. Yeah. I mean, any, all generations, but a sp- specifically the young generation now. Do, do you see at all, because uh, I've thought about this recently, do you see at all uh, the, the social media and this interconnectivity? hitting a critical mass point and turning and regressing? Well, I mean, we're already speaking in hieroglyphics again with emojis. <laughs> it's, very, it's very true. But, I mean, I, but like the, <laughs> the fact that you don't get a break from bullying and, and all that, like do you think kids, do you think people will ever start to move back off of social media? It'll hit a, it'll hit a tipping point. I don't know if people will fully move off of it. There's obviously people that are like, yeah, I don't want to be on Facebook anymore. I don't trust it right. or this or that. But it's just, it's so well, and that's, I mean, that's our generation that yeah. are getting off Facebook. There's a certain generation, like our niece, I, I guarantee you, your niece probably never had a Facebook account. I don't know if she does, actually. Right, like it's, because Facebook is the old thing to do. And yeah. Now, and it gets, it's, social medias go through uh, waves, but the next one is always there. Yeah. I do think at some point, I, I, I can't, I have a hard time convincing myself. I have a hard time seeing it, but I'm still convinced that it will happen just because I think logically it has to. I think, I think we will go, I think there will at some point, and it could be 50 years from now, I think there will be a turn back away from technology and then a turn back towards it again. Like I think it's, mm. I think there will, I think there will be an ebb and flow. I think there will always be a large population portion of the population that will be on social media. Okay. You may see more folks that get away, but there will always be an audience because right. there's always going to be a group of people that don't mind it or well, don't that's see. Well, yeah. It's it's like most things, you know, uh, like Google, for example. I mean, Google is a monster mm-hmm. in all the exact ways that it is. It's a monster company. Yeah. It's It has data and all that sort of stuff, and I, yet I still use it. Right. Well, Amazon too. Oh yeah, with the Amazon, the AWS cloud now, the yeah. S three cloud. Like yeah. the 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 Wayne uh, who we've had on the podcast before was talking to me about the the storage solutions that they're doing now, mm-hmm. and they're setting themselves they have all these different tiers for when you're in different types of businesses. If you need to access your data immediately, if you need it, they've got this uh, tier called the Glacier tier, which basically it's when you need to access it maybe once a year mm-hmm. and you're storing files for like 20 years, like big data dumps. Yeah. And the, uh, the security and the guarantees they're putting on it, 
they're basically trying to say financial, like giant financial institutions, you can digitize all of all of your records and put them with us, and we guarantee to a, a umpteenth level that it's going to be secure. That terrifies me yeah. because then Jeff Bezos just has that information. Yeah. No, nothing to say that. I mean, then that's just a hacker's paradise. You know, Google's got this. Amazon's got all this insane amount of information now that mm-hmm. they're moving to cloud-based stuff. You know, with the Disney accounts that were getting hacked, yeah. and everyone's like on a very small scale. Like all these companies, everything centralizing is. I, it's a, it's, it's terrifying, and I think that's why I think people eventually will hit a point where they start to move back away from that. Well, it's the thing that's going to be tough is people are going. You're going to, the people that move away are giving up convenience. And the first one thing I've known sure. about human yeah. species in my small time on this earth is that we love convenience. Yes, I do like and, I do like convenience. And if you eliminate that convenience, it's hard to go back. To it's hard to go back to something that's inconvenient. Sure, sure, it's sure. Very, sure. very difficult for. And Matt, I mean, you can do it. I mean, right. Jill and I lived without a microwave for about seven months. Right. We did just fine. It was annoying. And it was weird when I had it back. I'm like, oh, I could, this only takes three minutes now right. as opposed to 45. You know, it, it shaped the way that we started cooking. I mean, we went back, but it's like we wouldn't choose to do that if we didn't want to. We were just lazy about getting a new microwave. Sure, yeah. But, you know, this, it's convenience rules a lot of these sorts of, sorts of situations. And, and I think I, to, to your point, you know, after listening to the Edward Snowden podcast with I still need to listen to Joe that. Rogan, he described basically how he got access to really... You needed to have at least a super user to go through all this information, and he had it, and he was noticing some really disturbing things. Sure, yeah. There is going to be a super user. Most of the people that work at that cloud will not have access to all that information. Absolutely. But there has to be a super user somewhere. Someone has the access. There yeah. has to be. There's always probably one to three people that will have the keys to all that. And then the thing is, like, will it still be safe at that point in right. time? Because because everyone, the people are inherently flawed. Yeah. So it's like how, you know, it's, you have to limit it, that stuff. And you have to have clearances and things like that but ultimately someone will have access to all that information and will that person be good (laughs) right exactly will they be just will they will they not be an asshole you know and that was the scary thing about the stone stuff is just that i mean anyone could access anything access anything at any time right from from anyone if they wanted to just peek in on someone's text messages or whatever they could do that and if you wanted to be a dick because you hated your girlfriend or your brother-in-law or something like that, you could go and find some dirt on them right. real easily. Right. It's like, uh, and, and that's really at, at the core of it is always for me is, is at, the, at the end of the day, you may have a good person for a while, but there's always going to be a bad person too. Right. Well, and the thing is too, a good person is only one bad turn away from mm-hmm. being a bad person. Like all they need yeah. to do is come down on some hard luck or need to be put into a corner. And then all of a sudden that, that good person now, well, I'm going to make a compromise here because... And then that one compromise leads to another. It just takes one bad turn. That's all it takes. That's why I'm always fascinated by stories that kind of like follow that path. Sure. Like, like it, Narratives, you, know, you mean? or Just kind of like, yeah, stories like of, you know, uh, there was a game that I used to like called Dragon Age. And in it, the idea was, you know, magic is, is frowned upon because the people who have access to mag- magic also have potential access to what they call the fade, which is where demons can go and basically come in through that person and... It creates uh, dark spawn. Not okay. a good thing. But you could be very, your whole life, you could be great and you could you could fight it and everything like that. But if you decide to turn to what they call blood magic, mm-hmm. which is illegal, which essentially you're using your blood and doing, like, there's a point mm-hmm. where this guy 
And because of this, the mages are mistreated through and through. Like they're putting concentration camps sure, where sure, basically yeah. they're guarded by these certain people. So they're like, if they step out of line, they'll get murdered, but they still are allowed to exist. But this one guy got tired of the oppression. He was a good person, but he just was like, fuck it. And he essentially turned to blood magic in an instant turned into this massive demon. Yeah. And it was like something about that is at any time you could slip. And it was the same thing in like the Warhammer 40K universe of like you could slip into chaos could corrupt you right. if, at the right time if you're not careful or something in your... Um, Shit, what's that author? Uh, fuck, can't remember. Uh, uh, shit. Stephen nope. King. <laughs> Neil Gaiman. Uh, he's, he's done some like old school. He's like he's the guy that kind of came up with Cthulhu. Shakespeare. <laughs> Cthulhu. Plato. There we go. Sure, Plato. Um, he always Socrates. He always dealt with the idea of like world-ending entities or things that the human mind can't comprehend, okay. which would drive people insane. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like, it, like if it was real. H.P. Lovecraft. Ah, yes. Hewlett Packard Lovecraft. The old Hewlett Packard Lovecraft. Yes. Got tired of people not publishing his books, so he made printers of his own. Exactly. Yeah. And there's constant, he wrote constant <clears throat> stories about people losing their minds because they see something that they're just, they cannot fathom. Right. And that they would just falter and go insane. And so that's always been interesting to me because I think it to me, now that you bring that up, I think it's an inherent truth in humans is that we are constantly. I like. I like the Eastern idea of there's constant good and bad in everybody. Sure, like the no yin one's and the just yang, purely yeah. good or purely bad, and we we kind of had different shades. But just like you said, at any given time, it's like the woman who was uh, what was she the comptroller of Dixon, Illinois, and she okay. just embezzled oh, right. the horse millions yeah. of dollars over years and bought horses and shit out of that. It's like that probably started with one little thing, right? One little thing, and she just embezzled, 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 embezzled. Right. Well, because then all it takes is one time to get away with it, too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that one turn turns into a, well, I got away with it. And mm-hmm. then the human, because all these different human, condi- like, all these different things yeah. about our humanity. So then that little, that bit of uh, satisfaction, that endorphin kicks, and you're like, oh, I got away with it. Kind of want another hit of that endorphin. Well, no, I try it one more time. It's a fallacy to be like, I didn't get caught that time, therefore I won't get caught this time. Right. It's a, it's, it's a fallacy, but yeah. it's something that people never choose to, people choose to ignore. Yeah, it's something, I remember reading an article about people who fall into these traps when they're gambling. Yes. Or they're like, Absolutely. Well, that didn't happen this last time. Right. So, like, or it's like, let's take roulette, you know. Well, the last three times were it landed on black, so it's got to be red this time. Exactly. Odds would state that it's like it's still a 50 50 chance. <laughs> like, it's still a fit. Like, you just, you, you, it's, but people, they, they make poor choices based on that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And, and there's a lot of game shows that are kind of designed around that. I think it was the weakest link. The way that that game went. Oh, is yeah, yeah. You would go and go, and the more answers you got right, you could then say bank. Mm-hmm. You could bank all that, but the statistically, the mathematically best way to play that game was if you get one right, bank it immediately. If you get one right, bank it immediately. Right. Because you're wasting time trying to rack it up. Right. To get six hundred, which bank is the big amount. But if you just do it every single time, you will gather more right. points quicker than if you try to do it that way. But our minds, like, we gotta go for the big one. Absolutely, yeah. And so, in in that mind, it, there, there's just the idea of like, yeah, if you get away with something. You know, I've done this myself, which is like, um, I didn't want to do something for work or whatever. I'm like, ugh. And I procrastinate. <laughs> I know right where you're going with procrastinate. this. Procrastinate. I'm like, fuck. And then like, hey, dog, uh, they canceled this. And I was like, woo! Out! Got it out of it! Yeah. I was like, nice. But in the back of my mind, I was like, you got lucky. Right. I've the- had the same fucking thing happen, man. Yeah. yeah. We're like someone, oh, well, we pushed this deadline. Or, we, or, or, oh, it went away. And I'm like, oh, good. 
I don't have to worry about it. Now. I didn't waste my time. I could pat myself on the back. I'm like, you made the right choice. You made the, you knew you saw this coming. Yeah. You knew that they were going to pull this project. Practical Doug doesn't let the rest of Doug get away with that for very long. <laughs> Practical Doug's like, you know that was bullshit and you, you got lucky, idiot. right? Yeah. There's no way we could practically plan for that. That's just horseshit. Right. And it's happened more times than I like to count where I've been like, <clears throat> and I always tell myself, I'm like, don't let that become the standard. <laughs> that can't be the standard right. because it's not. This isn't safe. This, this isn't healthy. Is not how this works. Right. So you, you know better. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that's why I think uh, stories of power are always interesting to me too. Just Absolutely. because someone's given that power, a mere human. Right. You know what? What really are they capable of in that sort of regard? Yeah. Well, and I like. That. I mean, to to that end, the the story specifically about. Um, like well, like when a, when a deity will bestow a power or like the inherited yeah. powers because mm-hmm. then you're watching someone who is of this other level handing down something that this lower level should not be able to yeah. to grapple with and then watching them try to grapple with it it's almost like if you were to find out magic was like was real or mm-hmm. if aliens were real like we've talked about that yeah. your mind would just be like well fuck it nothing matters yeah. everything i know about reality is fucked well, it's so like- we're operating under a new state so if like a if if a deity passed down the, the ability to read minds or the ability to do this thing, you'd be like, well, fuck it. It changes like, your reality. It changes the parameters changed. of your life. Absolutely, the rules. yeah. It's like the movie Chronicle. Have you ever seen that? Uh, is it the one where the the, uh, the, the found footage? Yeah. It, I have, B. Wanted, and I have wanted to watch that for so long. Oh, it's so good. I don't think it's available anywhere, and I've just not wanted to rent it. So, oh, like... It's good. If it's somewhere and, and people, someone wants to send me a link to it, please do, because I want to see the fucking movie. It's really good. And I just won't rent it. It's one of those things where um, Dane DeHaan plays a character who's beat up and bullied, and he and these other two uh, boys get this power, and you see how he approaches it differently from everybody else. Sure. Because you start to realize that, you know, with that kind of power, if someone is bestowed upon that, what, what, what will they do with it once they're granted? You know, are they going to abuse it? Are they going to try and fix it. It's, it's like the other idea with uh, the other story with Red Sun with Superman, right? He lands right. in the Soviet Union and ulti- ultimately he takes a different approach to everything because to him, he's like, you all can't be trusted, so I'm going to run this entire world. Right. And things are going to go well because I'm going to run it, but it's like, but at what cost? Right. And what are you, you know, what, what, what are you forcing people to do in the Freedoms meantime? Freedoms have been taken away, yeah. Um, it's the same thing in uh, the, the fables, you know, essentially, the whole thing starts with all of the these um, uh, fables are leaving their home world to come into the world we know, and it's because this uh, bad guy knows the adversary has amassed this incredible empire of bad guys, and what you begin to realize is that the guy behind it did it to keep everyone under control. Yeah, and it was a horrible way to go about it. But there was control. But he was trying to do. He was trying to do something like, quote unquote, trying to do good. He was yeah. like, "Look, I'm going to bring order to to everything." It started yeah. out as something very simple, sure, you know. Um, and he was able to produce essentially puppets. Uh, you know, these he was able to prop up these folks that answered to him. So right. he was kind of behind the scenes doing this sort of stuff. And um, he and and you're like, God, fuck this guy. And then you come to realize it's like he had a lot of really good stuff in place to keep people safe. He was an ass. He was a tyrant. But he kept a lot of the bad things at bay. And he did all this sort of stuff. Um, And so it's like that mentality of like with that power, I'd always be like, you know, as the more I watch Lord of the Rings as I get older, I'm like, 
I didn't understand like when Frodo's trying to give Gandalf the ring, and Gandalf's like, "Don't offer this to me." Right? Because like, get it away. He's got the he's got the wisdom to know that he freaks out. He's like, "Don't offer that to me willingly because right. it's going to corrupt me." Right. I would use it to do good, but ultimately it will consume me, and I will destroy this world. Get that the fuck away from me. Right. Yeah. And and I I realized that that's a lot of humanity cannot handle power of that level. No. I mean that's why they, the the old adage that that rings true is that absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's very very true. The more yeah. power you have, the harder it is to maintain the grasp on what you're actually doing. And you what see your, it all the time. Is. Yeah. You oh, see, absolutely. You see it all the time with people in political power and things like that that are just they they do what they want. And you're like. Why did you do that? They're like, because I can't. We're getting a show from nice. uh, from from Zach Blade. Oh, he, now he's leaving. Now oh. he's leaving. Oh, kisses. I was like, I'm just gonna assume that's a drunk patron. I got very worried for a second because I couldn't see his face. I'm like, that's a dude in a very fuzzy coat and he's got yeah. long hair. What's happening? Nice. Yeah, that's Zach. He's cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you see it all the time, like people in power who just do awful things because they can. Absolutely. And like all of a sudden once that reality or that power is taken away and they're like, why did you do that? They're like, uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't, yeah. Or that, or when you see the power stripped away, they fight like hell to keep that power. Of course. And that's where, then, then shit goes even more south. Yeah. Or like is, you, and again, we talked about it before, but like Dr. Manhattan and the Watchmen, you know, starts as a human, right. is given these incredible powers and over time loses his humanity because he's like, none of this matters. And really over not that much more time than he was already around. Mm-hmm. Like it was only about 30 more years. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, it, like he was around for 30 something years, uh, got turned into Dr. Manhattan and in, in the same amount of time lost touch with like his sense yeah. of humanity. Someone that had fully been in, ingrained in humanity was able to lose it that quickly. Yeah. You know? Because it's a guy who was able to exist at multiple times at one time. Was able to see yeah, he's like, outcomes, able to see. Yeah, yeah, like able to recreate himself right. after being disassembled. I mean, with, with the, the wave of his hand, someone could explode. Like, with that kind of power, it's just like... What would you do? If you, were, if you had that kind of power, what would you, would you... Would you sit on it and just, like, not use it? Or would you... <sighs> Try to do it for good. Would you? Because the thing that I always come to when I think about the stuff Spider-Man like Spider-Man situation, right? Exactly. What would you? What What would you do with great power? Because mm-hmm. with great power comes, comes a lot of uh, eyes on you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I always think about like the first thing that that I all, my mind always goes to is I want to I want to stay out of the government because <laughs> the government would want to study. So like. I, I would be worried about showing my power because people would be after you the rest of your life. Yeah. Someone would try to find that that weak spot, exploit it, and then put you in a cage and study you. Yeah. And that that to me would be and I don't know, out of all the things that would happen, that's the one thing that my mind always goes back to. Yeah. Is people would try to for the rest of your life you'd be hunted. Well, for me, I guess it depends on like what level of power are we talking? Are we talking like, you know, let's put let's 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 play with a couple different. Let's do Dr. Mm-hmm. Manhattan level first. Basically, um, omnipotence, omnipresence, yeah. like all, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I all would, the omnis. I would probably abandon uh, I would I would watch from afar. Would you? If I even watched it all. Because at some point kind of like what happens to Dr. Manhattan is he just has a hard time relating. Sure. It's like you got to go and stop this guy. He's like, "Why?" It doesn't matter. I'm going to outlive all of you. Right. By millennia. Right. Like, I, I have no dog in this fight. <laughs> and you see that, like, I think in a lot of these, same thing in fables. There's, like, these amazingly powerful 
almost gods or mostly gods. Like the it's the uh, the North Wind. Okay, you know that's a cardinal force in in the world. Right, the so, wind that that's that goes through all different worlds. Right, it's a powerful force. It's kind of like that, the Eternal, almost like it's yeah. it's this it's everlasting. Yeah, and will survive forever. And, and he is an embodiment uh, of of that and everything like that. And yeah. Um, He's incredibly powerful, and if if he quote unquote dies, there's something. There's another that will take his place. Sure, so because the, that element has to exist. Right, the concept of that 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 entity mm-hmm. has to exist. And so he is not all that interested in most things. Sure, because he's like my job is to do what it has to do. He understands what his nature is. That right. you know his thing is like the winds change. Right, like I'll be going away for a while and then I leave because that's what I have to do. Right. And, He's an interesting, you know, kind of embodiment of that. So in that sense, you know, when people are like, you have to help us. He's like, why? Right. He's like, I don't care. I'm the North Wind. <laughs> I, I, I'll be here long after you're gone. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. I'd like to think the, the, I ha- the, the Dr. Manhattan level thing. I mean, I, this is where it, you have to weigh, the, you have to balance this out. Because there's part of me that would love to go, well, if I have the ability to just manifest anywhere... Let's manifest on and and oxygen doesn't matter because he's you know hanging out on Mars with his with his dong hanging out you mm-hmm. know I would uh, let's go to the next uh, star cluster yeah. over let's let's go to Andromeda Galaxy and see what's what's up there let's let's gather some data in these other points of the universe sure. bring it back and be like here do mm-hmm. with this what you will like here's some here's a sample from a the next galaxy over yeah. that you will never be able to get to in your lifetime. I'd love to, for something like that, I, that, that would be, in my mind, I'm like, that'd be so much fun. But to your point, if I was at that level, would I give a shit about these these ants, essentially, yeah. getting that knowledge? And would What you, does it matter? Or and take the Star Trek approach too, the prime directive, which is like, would you want to alter the course of history? Because you can. Right. You know, would you want to go and take something and bring it back because you discovered it, not them. Right. You essentially influenced the outcome of that but species. Couldn't you also uh, argue that because you got these powers, because these powers were either bestowed on you or you came uh, upon them, however, an accident or whatever, that this is part of the 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 evolution? Like this happened, so why not use what happened? True, you but do I mean? you have to use it to help your species? Why? Why not? Because <laughs> if you are part of the species, are you, you at this, this point though? That's a good question. Because at that point, I'd say you, you're something else. Yeah, and and, and again, just but it, if that's evolutionary, is it evolutionary though? Well, you evolved to the thing, right? Did you evolve, or was it gifted to you? <laughs> well, let's define evolution, Doug. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, if it's You're like from Missouri, yeah. define evolution. Jesus said six thousand years ago, get out there and spread the word. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, twenty nineteen. <laughs> what? I don't understand what that means. Hurrah! They're gonna let you down several times, but hang in there. You're gonna evolve to love them. You will, you will love them. Suffering is part Suffering. of my word. <laughs> get to it. Um, I have spoken. I, I have spoken. Um, it's it, yeah. I, I guess, and I'm taking it from a very specific point of if yeah, I yeah. if I had all of that power initially, I'd say in the early, it'd be like very much like a Doctor Manhattan, like initially, be like whoa, right. look at everything I can do. But I think you start to realize as you come into the honeymoon period is over, you're right. like, uh, I'm not 
aging. Right. I'm not. Well, like Dr. Uh, Manhattan had yeah. with his with his the his wife at the time. Yeah. And he was just like, it's true. Like she was getting older, and mm-hmm. I didn't care anymore, and I mm-hmm. found her less attractive. And like you start to see that, and you're like, well, I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with everything. And like, it's like you, you'll probably hang on to it, but eventually you'll shed it. Yeah. And then it's a situation where I think you become less and less involved because you you don't understand right. how. Again, it's the war. Doug, save the war. Save us from the war. Why? Why? To what end? Yeah. You guys did this. You fucking figure it out. But you can stop it. And then what? Right. Stop the next one. Stop the next one. Right. Like, I'm not here to be your catch-all for these times. Because, again, they're going to lean on me. Also, are you right? Because, right. Why am I fighting for you and not them? And I don't want to listen to the fucking arguments about it. Right. You know, in the court of Doug. I don't... I'm not here to pick sides, right. you know, because that's what happened in, you know, Watchmen. You know, Dr. Manhattan basically ends Vietnam. <laughs> right. He goes over there and destroys it and they surrender and it changes the course of history because of that. And he did it because he was still early on and, you know, his, he's his like, oh, change. He's so, like, yeah. I should do that right. because I'm American. And it's like, no, every time he's like, fuck this. Yeah. I don't have any dog in this fight. Would you, because so then that gets to the point then, would you hang around? Would you try to uh, poof yourself out of existence or would you just go off and be like, I'm going to see how far the universe goes and just go for yourself, go? Well, I kind of, again, leaning on Dr. Manhattan, I loved at the end of that story, he goes, I think I'm going to go and maybe start some life of my own. That's an insane notion, which is very interesting. Because I'm like, "Ah, that would be interesting. I think I would explore. Yeah. I think that would be the thing I would explore to see like what else was out there. And um, you would try to, it's almost like ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. What's your purpose at that point in time? Right. Because I feel like if you have, you may shed some of that, but you still kind of have to have a purpose. Right. Because if you don't, then what? You're you literally know? just floating in space. The most powerful point. things have a purpose. Right. You know, and it may take. A lot of the North Wind. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's, he's there to take care of whatever he has to do. And it's, it's like um, um, uh, Galactus. Sure. In the X-Men universe, right? Like you're a Marvel. His purpose is to consume dead planets. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Right. He consumes them because that's part of the cycle. And if right. I just am granted these powers and I'm like, what do I do with this? I'd probably try to kill myself at some point if I couldn't find my purpose. Yeah. Because otherwise, why am I here? I'm going to outlive everyone on Earth. Right. There's no point in even trying to make relationships there. So, But what if you could, so to that end though, and again, this might be back to our original argument, but what if you could, in, in your exploration, help uh, further the human species. I just start to wonder if I would even care if I wanted to help them anymore. But if you're going to go off and create life of your own, why if, not? I mean, again, if, if right. I, but I'm yeah. saying like with this Dr. Manhattan model, why not just, if you're going to create life of your own, you've got to be able to go into the assumption that eventually this life will try to destroy itself as well. So why not just help the humans evolve through the cosmos? What if I can make something better? Can you though? I don't know. I have pretty awesome powers. <laughs> I guess, too, it also, how did you get the powers comes into that, too, because depending on how you come into the powers also might help you to see what that purpose is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, I I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in humanity in general right now, and I don't even have superpowers. So (laughs) um, I think we're capable of amazing things, but, you know. We're also capable of horrendous things. Exactly, and um, I, I would think it'd be pretty arrogant to think that I would be the one to shape that. Yeah. To be like, I have these powers, you will learn from me or you will die. And I'd also need to have some really amazing threat that's coming because then maybe I help them fight it. But why you know? would you help them fight it? Why? I just let them figure it out I was themselves? Like, maybe because that's, maybe that's my purpose, right? My purpose is to stop. But now you're arguing against your argument. I know, <laughs> Justin. But I'm all powerful. I can do that. I can, it doesn't matter. I can divide by zero. <laughs> 
Um, that would be my power. Oh, shit. Um, and it would just drive Vellucci nuts. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck you, buddy. I just rewrote <laughs> the laws of math. No, everything I've known. My only power is to make will, him upset. I will undo the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> Oh, it would make him cry so no. hard. Make him cry so hard. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's take the power to a different level now. Mm-hmm. And you've got Wolverine level power. Oh, God. Do you? Why? Oh, God, on that. Uh, that I was just, such an angry, oh, God. Oh, God. Because it's that's just like you're going to be a lab rat. There's, there's, right. There's so, nothing you can do that. So do you ugh. keep the power hidden or yes. do, you, do you use it for something? I mean... I'm pretty. I feel just cynical today. So I think I would probably just try to avoid because it's such a situation like that too. If I have regenerative regenerative powers or things like that, I'm like, I'm outliving you. I'm outliving everybody, but at the same time, I'm going to have human needs, so I'm going to want to connect. And the further you are away from people, but again, it's like you could put people at risk, right? By doing that sort of stuff, Um, it would be a very lonely existence. That's why, like, I feel for Wolverine because that guy can't have a normal life with anybody. Sure. So what about non non uh, Phoenix level Jean Grey? You've got like telekinesis and a little bit of telepathy. Oh God, it'd be so hard not to help people. See, for me, that would be the danger zone mm-hmm. uh, power because I would easily just be on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Remote, come to me. Like yeah. I, I would get, I would get so fat and lazy. Yeah. I would have a hard time not using that, yeah. uh, not abusing that power on a very personal level. It'd just be hard to use it and not have anybody know. You know? Right. Because that's the thing is, at the end of the day, you can't let anybody know that you have that. Right. Because if you do, it's, it's over. That's you know? the thing. I, I, that's why I keep coming back to There's no way that you don't do, that you do this and you don't get followed by the government. Yeah. You will be hunted 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a good life for right. that sort of stuff because, you know, um, and those are situations where I would feel probably more compelled to help. Sure. You know, um, and not only that, I'd also be like, God, if I get angry. Yeah, heaven help y'all. Oh, my God. Like, what what, what horrible, you know, people punch holes in walls when they're mad. Right. Imagine if you've got tele, telekinesis. Ah! Yeah, All the tables right? just go just, through the windows. I, yeah. I, I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. I would just flick people in the balls just nonstop. <laughs> That I hate, I just be like, "Fuck!" Oh God, what was that? And they're like, "Fuck!" Oh my God! Oh, yeah. oh, what's wrong? Oh, my balls hurt. <laughs> yeah, just just people that are just crushing their phones, you know, <laughs> just things like that. I think that would be one of my big things <laughs> is that the people who are walking like assholes with their noses in their phones, or the people wearing those uh, the neck, mm-hmm. the lazy neck yep, holders, yep, just. As you're walking by, just flicking the phone out of that thing, and yep. it drops, and, you're, and they're like, oh, what's, what's that about? Yeah. Yeah. Someone's driving like an asshole, explode their tire, you know? <laughs> just pop the tire, yeah. Like, mm, what are you going to do? Nah, oh, branch fell in your car. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the stuff that I'd be like, I would be the so- petty shit. Oh, it, it's, it, and it would be pretty awful to do to people, too. Oh, 100%. I mean? just, yeah. yeah. I, this is why I say that there are powers exist out there. Yeah. And people go, well, how come we haven't seen them? Because people aren't idiots. Mm-hmm. The, the ones with the powers don't want you to know they have powers. Mm-hmm. It exists. Yeah. You fucking sheeple. Come on. It exists. It exists. Powers exist. Yeah. Prove me wrong. <laughs> come at me. Come at me. <laughs> My balls. Exactly. Oh, God. What the fuck, man? Oh, shit. I feel flicks on my balls from time to time. Yeah. You mean to tell me that's just a coincidence? You mean to tell me that's a, a testicular disease I have? Bullshit. No. That is someone telekinetic, te- telekinetically flicking my nut. My left nut is the size of a grapefruit. You don't think that's has anything to do with the fact that I have a hernia? That's the, 
That's Doug's, that's uh, the musical he's going to be performing this winter. My Left Nut is the Size of a Grapefruit, starring Douglas Cochran. It goes, I mean, you know. It's, My Left Nut. It tells you everything in the title, you know. You know what to get. <laughs> Ironically, it's about, uh, it's about the world hunger situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very political uh, It's play, about a, a musical. who goes to an impoverished area of the country to grow fruit in orchards. And in the, in the process, he develops testicular cancer. But, you know, doing his good deeds, you know, people come, come to notice and eventually he succumbs to the sickness and slowly dies. And, but that orchard was named after him and he was there to create great produce in an underserved part of this, of this great nation. Absolutely. And he was always remembered. It's, the, it's beautiful is what it is. It's what we need for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a gorgeous. And that, that orchard just keeps My producing. My Left Nut is the Size of a Grapefruit. Starring Douglas Cocker. Can that be the title of the episode? Starring Douglas Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last last week we had uh, the uh, the throwdown between uh, De Niro, Pesci, mm-hmm. and Pacino, mm-hmm. and that was a la The Irishman, which is coming out this week. Uh, when you, when this drops, it'll be coming out the following day on Netflix. It's already been in the theaters for a little bit. We were talking about it at lunch today. The movie is three and a half fucking hours long. Mm-hmm. That's a long fucking movie. So was Avengers Endgame. Right. So one thing I wanted to get your opinion, your your hot take on, uh, Ow. in as as uh, in the in the latter half of this podcast, is the the length of movies. Because I was watching Drive with Ryan uh, Gosling. Gosling, right? Yeah. Uh, great movie. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy. You, you've seen it, mm-hmm. okay? And did you like it? Great soundtrack. Uh, incredible soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very ultra violent at, at unexpected times. So that's a, did not see that coming. Oh yeah! When Christina Hendricks literally Woo! got her head blown off, yeah, I did. I was not ready You're for like, that. That is violent because that's the first. That's the first bit of that that you really see. Mm-hmm. Was not ready. Yeah. Um, and then when he when he literally stomped a guy's head in, again, I knew that this was in this world. We've set this up. Was not ready for that. The hammer sequence, you know, was not ready for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that being said, mm-hmm. uh, it's an hour. I was like, as I was watching him, like this is moving along at a real nice clip. Like I'm, I feel like we're in Act Three already. And I looked, I'm like, oh shit, we are in Act Three. Okay, okay. And it's an hour and forty minutes. Mm-hmm. What happened to the hour and a half movie? Remember? Do you remember when movies used to be mm-hmm. like a digestible, manageable thing? It started me thinking today at lunch, and I wanted to get your take on it. I, I honestly feel like movies, people are kind of becoming full of themselves in movies. And I think the movies are just too long nowadays. All right, do old you, man Justin. Right. These movies are too old. I've got things to do. I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. I'm t- <laughs> I don't want to sit in the dark anymore. But do you not, do you not feel that way? It depends. It, there's some movies where I'm like, yes going to be three hours and then other times if I see it's an hour and a half I'm like well that's probably going to suck that it's an hour oh that it's too short yeah because I'm like you guys obviously uh, are just trying to fart something out here most kids movies are around an hour and a half which makes sense right but you again I, 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 I argue are you a that child is that what you're saying absolutely <laughs> yes um, do you, you not realize child. how much we talk about poop on this you podcast? Fucking child. But I, I just feel like uh, I feel like an hour and a half, an hour and forty-five minutes is more than enough time to tell a lot of stories. And I think a lot of uh, there are a lot of movies. I feel like when I go back and think, and I, I think people stretch. They're they're trying to stretch this out because it is, uh, it's expected now. Like movie movie budgets are inflating. 
movie links are inflating. And I think people, it's this expectation that, well, we have to spend more. Oh, it's got to be longer now. We've got to give them their money's worth. And I feel like telling a story in a real tight hour and 45 minutes, hour and a half, I feel like that's a lost art to, to me. I think it depends on the movie. It depends on what you're trying to do because a movie like Drive does not need to be two and a half hours. It, it, that would be the worst fucking thing ever. Because there's movies you watch and you're like, man, this feels like it's two hours, two and a half hours, and it doesn't feel like it. Sure. And there's other times where you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm only 60 minutes in. And right. it feels like a lifetime. I, absolutely, yeah. I, and I agree. Like Action movies need to be shorter, mm-hmm. for sure. Think pieces, you need a little bit more time to unpack that. Mm-hmm. I, I will give you that. But... When we're hitting, like, we're, we're seeing more and more movies push over that two-and-a-half-hour mark towards the three-hour mark. And with this one being three-and-a-half hours, it's, it's just a fucking long fucking time. It just, I, even with a really well-told story, it still feels like that is a marathon to get through. Mm, I don't know. I've always been a fan of it if it works. Like, if the story needs to be three-and-a-half hours, cool. If it doesn't, that's where I get pissed, where I'm like, ugh. You know what I mean? It's it's all I have to view it and kind of give it my own thing. Where need is a subjective term, though. True, because like the filmmaker probably thinks it needs to be three and a half hours. I know there's some rough cuts that are five hours for a lot of movies. Sure. You know, then that's bonkers. Um, but there's times where I'm like, you know, you think about a Lord of the Rings kind of movie. It's got to be long, man. You got to cover a lot of a lot of ground. You know, in that in no pun that, intended. Yeah, within that trilogy, and, and same thing with a lot of your Marvel movies, right? Typical. I honestly think of Marvel. Marvel movies do not need to be that long. It depends. Again, like some of them, like Ant Man was probably those movies were kind of on the shorter end of some of it. Then there's other ones that like Ragnarok or whatever. A lot of stuff's happening. Obviously, your Avengers tentpole ones. A lot of shit's happening. Right. You know, Infinity War and Endgame got to wrap a lot of things up. Um, you do. You they they did set themselves up for that. But I will say, I feel like Endgame went on too long. Personally, I, I was sitting in the theater. There were two times I can remember where I was just like... Name them. Okay, one was when we saw Thor in his cabin. That, okay. That whole sequence, that could have been cut in half for okay. me. Like, that was far too long. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I'm, I've only seen it once, so I've got to reach back now and remember what the other one was. Yeah, reach back. What do you feel? You want to reach back? What do you feel? I feel... Uh-oh. Oh, it's, it's cold. What do you feel? It's cold. Is it cold? Why is it cold? It's because it's enlarged. Oh, God. It's because it's the size of a grapefruit. Be gentle. My left nut is the size of a grapefruit. Starring <laughs> Douglas Cochran a this winter. four-hour epic. <laughs> Coming in January. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to remember the second, the second part. I, it, was, it had to have been something around where they were planning. It was something around the planning phase when they were all sitting around. Uh, yeah. I'll in give you in that. the uh, in the in the Avengers Palace, basically, <laughs> in the X Men Mansion, the Avengers <laughs> Mansion, it was some one of those scenes. I can't remember yeah. specifically, yeah. but I know Thor, the Thor scene for sure. It, it just the runtime on it definitely felt long. And I mm-hmm. look, I love Marvel, you know that, but like it, that was one where I'm just like, it just we're we're, we're it's a self gratification thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this is just the Russo brothers just stroking each other at this point. Okay, that's fair. I mean, there's definitely some parts where. Um I want to move along or whatever because there's coolest. But part of it is I'm like, that's the work you put in to get to the good stuff. Sure. But you shouldn't have to put in work at the same time. Right. Like there's sometimes where like the payoff is obviously worth it when you have the portal sequence and everything. Right. You're like, oh, I just I guess I guess specifically for the Irishman. Oh, my. I Those know. on Twitch are getting a show today. Um, it's called Where Will Doug's <laughs> Pop Guard Go Next? Right. <laughs> Doug's Pop Guard is feeling rather limpy today. It is not happy. Um. 
I, I guess specifically with the Irishman, that it, what really kicked it off is I was like, this does not seem like a movie to me that needs three and a half hours to tell. I mean, you could be right. Um, it's been getting good reviews. Yeah. A lot, I mean, people have been saying nice things about it. Mm-hmm. You know, very uh, complimentary things. It's a film. It's, it's cinema. Right. There are people acting, and they act well. But I just, I can't see, this is one of those movies where I'm like, I just can't see this taking three and a half hours. Um, I mean, again, I'd have to just sit down and watch it to find out for sure. Sure. Because I, I just, there's going to be times where, you know, I'm like, yeah, it felt long. And that's just my layman's sort of <laughs> approach to it. <laughs> I don't mind a long movie <clears throat> as long as it doesn't feel long. Sure. And that's where, like I said, I've watched hour and a half movies where I'm like, make it stop. Right. Let it be done because Jesus Christ. Secret Life of Pets, Secret <coughs> Life of Pets 2. Um, it's just like, God, is this over yet? Yeah. Just, I'm over. I'm done. I don't want to watch this anymore. Um, and, and then there's other times where we're like, holy shit, that was two and a half hours? I d- didn't even feel like it. Like, right, it just that's, it flew. I, I guess, yeah. I, I guess it, it, it does have to do with the feeling. I, I There is, and I'm struggling to remember what it was again, but we're, we were watching a movie at the ICMC where all of us were like, oh, yeah, let's watch this movie. And we put it on and we paused it and we're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We did not remember this movie being, th- and it just, yeah. it was for, we honestly felt like we were sitting there for eight hours, and it yeah. was, it was only about two hours or so, but it felt like fucking forever, and I just think you should be, I, personally, I think you should be able to tell a really cohesive story in about two hours. Mm-hmm. For me, if a movie is over two hours, it, it, you're you're playing with fire, then, mm-hmm. in, in my That's opinion. That's true. It, I mean, you're very right, it, it's because... It just comes down to, like, is it still entertaining? Is it engaging? Is it adding to the story? And I think that's what every story you're trying to tell is. Like, every page on a script, right. every page in a book, every scene in a movie, it's like, is this adding to the story? Right. Or are we just sort of, like, you know, like, right. running along? And that's always a challenge, I'm sure, from an editing standpoint, too, trying to put everything together. It's like, what do we need to, what do we need to have in here? And right. there's, there's times where I go and I watch... <laughs> director's cuts and they have like these additional scenes and I'm like oh I see why they got that sure yeah that's a cool scene but eh, they probably didn't need it right um, or there's other times where I'm like why the fuck did you cut that a good one is the movie Aliens um, it's starring Sigourney Weaver and there's a part where she's really attached to this little girl uh, Newt uh, when she's on the colony and you're always like what the fuck is up with Sigourney Weaver like why is she like all about trying to save this girl and they cut a fucking scene in it where She's been in hypersleep for 50 years, and when she gets comes out of it, she realizes that her daughter grew up and is dead. And so she has this longing. This hole in her, yeah. And so she finds a girl lost on this planet with aliens, so she feels this motherly intuition to look after her. I'm like, that's an important detail. Right. Why would you cut that out? It's right. like a minute or two. Right. Like, Save it. Were you really that hard up to, to shave time off this thing? And then there was other ones that they cut out where it's like, let's watch the colony get invaded by face huggers. It's like, yeah, we don't need that. Right. In fact, by doing that, I'm like, yeah, that really undercuts the movie because when you first see the colony, it's torn to shit and you're like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah. You're seeing it the same way that the Marines are seeing it. And it's horrifying versus, hey, look at all these people who look like they're from the 80s working at this 80s level workshop. Right. And it's like, it, it, it adds to it. So there, there are definitely some scenes where I'm like, I get why they did it. Yeah. Um, and there's other times where I'm like, I don't understand why you did. By and large, and this is a personal thing. This is completely personal because I know there are people who just love this in movies. But for me, any car chase scene, 
it it needs to be short. I'm with because you. Because I will lose interest real fucking quick. I'm with you. The 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 worst part to me is a movie that's got an extended like a five minute car chase Ooh. scene. Nothing pisses me off more because I'm like, ah, oh, how many more right turns are we gonna see? Yeah, I'm right, wondering. They went down a staircase. <gasps> cool. I'm sure it was hard to do that. Right. Yeah. Visually, I'm sure that's awesome. I don't give a shit. Because there's like the Bourne movies. Yes. Always they have, uh, but they're fucking cool. Yes. But I'd like to go back because the one I really like is the, uh, the the one for Bourne Supremacy when they're in Russia. Like that Remind one. Remind me of that one. Was that? Uh, that's what was the big set piece in that one? Uh, because like the the one in the first one was when they went down the staircase in the mini, like oh, that, right like, in in France, right? What was uh, the big what was uh, the big so they, stunts they in that end, one? end up going into the tunnel uh, at the end and like he uh, whips around the taxi and like slams okay, this guy's yeah. uh, truck into the median and stuff like that. Like I think that's a pretty cool scene. But yeah. I'm with you. I'm like uh, especially if you watch older car chases. Oh my god. Imagine going back and watching the Blues Brothers <clears throat> cars chase scene. But see, that one is different for me. <laughs> and here's here's why. Here's why. Because I like it. Was because it's a good fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> they intercut it with uh, the, it wasn't you weren't just following them in the car. Mm-hmm. Like they they went into the car. There was dialogue. They showed what else was happening. So I will say it was it was too long. Yeah. There were there were some elements, but. Because there were so many different uh, themes that or elements that they brought into it, I felt like it broke it up a little bit more. Well, I also think that there's it's just it, it, it's telling of the time. Sure, well, absolutely, where yeah. that was like we talked about establishing shots back then where they cut the guys running, cut back to the person watching, cut back to the guy running, cut back to the. Per- it's almost like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You, yeah. you know what scene I'm talking about yeah. there, where he's they're they're watching at the castle when mm-hmm. he's storming the castle, and every time they cut back to him running, he's starting back at the same place. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is almost a satire of action sequences, yeah. you know? Yeah. My the one that comes to mind is Clash of the Titans, the old one. Okay. Oh, where, yes. Where uh, Perseus is is uh, <laughs> riding on uh, his, his Pegasus, yes. and it's just like trying to save, like the, the, the sea monsters just sitting there like. Bah! Getting closer and closer to the princess who's chained up, and he's just flying. Right. Up, I guess I'm like, we get it. You're on your way. <laughs> I'm like, monster. Just at this point, you're so close to her, you're like gonna sniff her armpits first, and then decide. I'm like, you're right there. Maybe I'll attack. He's just like, allow me to sniff. It's it's claymation, so it is what it is. But right. I mean, and then it's like back to Perseus. He's like, I'm gonna get there. I'm like, right. we know you're on your way. Like, right. But back then, it's like, well, we gotta let him know. They're on the way. Do now, you, what about a minecart chase scene from like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom? How do you feel about that? That's a good question. <laughs> I could have seen that shorter. I could have seen that shorter. I don't like chase scenes. Chase scenes bother me. I'm kind of the same way where you're yeah. like, there's a, definitely a point where you're like, this has to end. Right. Like, get do whatever you're going to do. Like, the, the tension is running out. Because I guess that's what it is. It's For me, it's the tension. It, it lacks. After a while, I'm like, look, we know he's going to escape. Let's just get to that point. It's like a joke that goes on too long. Right. You're like, I'm, I caught up with you at this point. Right. It, it, the joke has lost its luster. Absolutely. Because I also think out. about real life. Like if, if we, someone was chasing in real life, the chase typically doesn't last. Like any time that I've I've ran after someone, even as a joke, I give up real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, or if someone's chasing you, you're running around a little bit. It's not typically that long that you're getting chased for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even on the street, I've watched someone, uh, you know, bump into someone. There was a, a just like a tussle, and then someone took off. It's Chicago. You see this shit. Yeah. Someone took off, and the guy was like, "Fuck that!" And he chased him. He chased him a block. Then he mm-hmm. went, "Ah, eh, fuck you! Fuck you, you motherfucker!" But Justin, uh, 
you're not a super agent. You know, <laughs> you know what? Getting chased by other super agents. That's fair, but I don't know that these two on the street weren't. Yeah, they Maybe weren't. they were. Those dumb fucks weren't. Those dumb fucks weren't. They weren't. I've just never seen... And I, look, I'm not, I haven't bore witness to that many real-life chases, but any time I've ever seen two people go after each other, it has never lasted that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, to me, it almost pulls you out of the reality of it. You're mm-hmm. like, this isn't, this isn't real. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, it, the, the part of that is, you know letting yourself buy into the experience of it and everything like right. that. Right, like, know? oh but, my God, can he still be navigating this? Holy shit. But there's a point where you're like, okay. Right, we get it. Wrap it up. I would love to see, like for me, what would be interesting is to do the same level of excitement in a compact minute and a half. Yeah. Like, like challenge yourself as a filmmaker, instead of doing this big elaborate chase scene, can you take that same feeling that, that gearheads get and can you put it into a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting challenge. Yeah. As it, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Each each show and movie and stuff like that has its own tone, its own sort of goals and, and things like that, where it's like, you know, Fast and Furious, the whole movie's about ridiculous things with cars. And or, if you, you know, go into that movie going, these chases are, t- are too long. <laughs> like, I have no right to complain about exactly. that in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And I know that. Going into that, I'm like, these movies are not geared to me. No. no again, no pun intended. Yeah. These movies are not geared towards me. Yeah. These are for gearheads. These are for people who fucking love this shit. They love to see a sweet, awesome. sexy car come out and they fire it like a gun, and a, like a bullet and a gun. Right. To- oh, you know... <laughs> Driving a car through the 80th floor of a, yeah. of a skyscraper and then landing on the 75th floor of a yeah. building across the street? Yeah. Totally, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. You know, I respect the fact that they're action movies and they're beloved. Absolutely. Yeah, using a, uh, a Hummer to attack a submarine, you know, <laughs> or whatever it is they did. I don't know, a helicopter? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Ah, it's just, yeah, it's... While the rock is punching a torpedo back into the ice. Exactly. It's like being at Which a that stunt show. At Disney World. That's really what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's a $150 million stunt show mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. I look at that <laughs> and I was like, you know, when people said the same thing about like Transformers movies, they're like, we get it. There's action. You know, right. wrap it up. It just became too much. Right. A spectacle. Too much is happening. Man of Steel was kind of the same way. You're like, how many more buildings is he going to destroy? That's exactly. And because, again, I'm like, this is just... And I, I've said this to people, and they've come at me, and they've gone, well, fucking Marvel's just a CG fight. And I'm like, yeah, but it's done well. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Superman versade, like, that was... was there was no, there was no actual acting in that. Like yeah. it was so, it was all from a very far distance, mm-hmm. and it was all just them knocking into buildings. And to that point, I was like, "How many more buildings? Let's wrap this up, about? guys." You got Michael Shannon be like, "I was trained, I was built for this. Where did you learn it? On a farm? I was born in the darkness." <laughs> I mean, crazy similarities. Michael Shannon being intense. <laughs> You're right. I was born to master my strengths. Like uh, he's, I tell you what, man, him is Zod, fucking the best. Oh my god, no, uh, hands down, I'm not, I'm not complaining yeah. about his fucking role in yeah. the slightest, in yeah. the fucking. Slightest. But you're right, and then he goes from that to punch, kick, punch, throw, <laughs> punch, right. explosion. There's no more Michael Shannon <laughs> throwing steel girder at you. Yeah, yeah right. You know. Just being, yeah, intense in this horrifying, intense way. Right. You know, it's being an intense in an, uh, a horrifying, intense way. Can you imagine him getting pitched for that movie? I'm walking up to Michael fucking Shannon and be like, we want you to be General Zod. He'd be like, who? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want I'm me to listening. do, you want me to do what? Like, okay. He brought such an un, <laughs> what's the word I'm thinking of? His, his presence in there was so far beyond 
what what was needed to be in that film. Like, oh, a hundred percent. Now I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. I was like, that guy was way above that movie. <laughs> he brought a a legitimacy he, that he brought was a gravitas not, to that. Yeah. that super unlike that Superman has ever seen. So you're telling me my lieutenant gets punched into an IHOP and fights. He <laughs> <laughs> fights Superman there. How am I supposed to feel about that? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> I could to have him trying to logic his yeah. way through the script. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. So at the end, you're saying I'm taunting him yeah. and I've got lasers coming out of my eyes and I'm going to kill an immigrant family. <laughs> and he's got me by the neck. Yeah. Am I right so far? Yeah. Yeah, you got it, Michael. Okay. And then <laughs> So I overthrow the government <laughs> because I think they're asshats. And I'm trying to take the DNA of our colony to choose who will be birthed, where, and where. I'm on board for that. Right. But then we get put in the Phantom Zone right. for punish for a failed coup. <laughs> and the planet dies anyway. And then we get pulled out and we're put into this weird thing I've never heard of called the Throwdown! <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, I think that's probably how the pitch went. Yeah, right. Really, yeah. Uh, today's throwdown um, is based off of uh, <laughs> it's it, you are one hundred percent the genesis of this throwdown. Nice. So thank you. Do, 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 do. No wait, that's just in advance. Yeah. Sorry. Well done. Um, today's throwdown, uh, without beating around the bush, is uh, Tom Segura versus Burt Kreiser. Oh, oh, without a doubt, it's it's got to be Tom Segura. Really? He's got. Now we're not talking dance off. Oh no, we're not. Ta- by the way, oh, if you no. have not seen. The Tom Segura, Burt, is it Burt Kreiser? Kreischer. Kreischer. Kreischer? Yeah. Kreischer. Chrysler. Like Chrysler building. Mm-hmm. But shh. Mm-hmm. Kreischer. If you've not seen the Tom vs. Burt. Brent Crystals? That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tom vs. Burt Dark Crystal mm-hmm. uh, throwdown, or uh, dance off. You need to, I don't know where I'm at right now. What the fuck? You need to uh, st- pause this right now, YouTube it, and then come back and hit play because it is fully worth it. To give everyone a little bit of a backstory for Sober no, October, no. <laughs> they were trying to find a cool way to, to like compete for Sober October, and Bert wanted to do a hip-hop dance competition, but everyone was like, I don't know how we objectively decide how to do this, but Bert did it anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Tom, he, Bert got a lot of praise for it, and Tom was like, this is bullshit. He's dancing. His dancing is horrible. So Tom put... Dancing wasn't that bad. ...a lot of money into having a response to it, and then he had a response to Bert, and it was fantastic. It yeah. made my day. So if you look up the individual uh, dance videos, mm-hmm. then go and watch the Two Bears, One Cave podcast episode. Episode 13. From episode 13. Uh, and do you know about where it is in the... It's around 20-minute mark. So around, the, And that's where, uh, when they recorded it, uh, it was about, they recorded the episode about, what did you say, an hour after the actual release release came out. And so Bert had not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And his reaction is very pure. It's amazing. <laughs> we'll say that. It's absolutely amazing. So, but in a, uh, just a flat out, we're going to murder mm-hmm. each other throwdown. Mm-hmm. You say, Tom, why? Tom has this serial killer mentality that is just. I could hear that. He, there's a rage that lives inside of him. Yeah. It's a quiet rage. It's the kind of guy that they often joke about how, you know, he's he gets real upset because Starbucks doesn't get his coffee right. Okay. And he, he was kind of joked. He's like, asked his wife, he goes, if for some reason this asshole doesn't get my coffee right and I wait in my car until the store closes Jesus and that Christ. guy comes out and then I just come up behind him and I choke him to death, 
and I bring the body home and I come to you and I tell you what happened. He's like, what will you do? Will you call the cops or will you help me bury the body? And she's like, I'm calling the cops. He's like, I thought you were right or die. Like, I thought you were right or die. And he just, it was, became this thing forever, like where they debate back and forth. Right, he's, like, right. he's like, if you did that, I, I'd go get the shovel. Like, I'd do it no problem. He's right, like, but right. you'd fucking narc me out. What the hell? <laughs> and she's like, I would be afraid of what you do for our kids. He's like, you're the one I trust. I wouldn't hurt you or the kids. Right. She goes, but eventually that's going to turn around on me. Anyway, Tom has this, uh, you know, upbringing of like, he's the kind of guy where you're like, yeah, you don't really want to, you know. So he had a rough, he had a uh, streets upbringing? Not necessarily. I mean, his dad was in the military. Okay. And he, he moved around a lot and things. Right. He, had a, he had a nice upbringing and stuff like that. But he's just got this mentality about him of like, um, you know, he, 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 he'll fuck you up. Okay. He's the I, kind of guy The that, thing is just watching him, he does have that quiet, like he, he gets crazy, but he's also mm-hmm. got that stillness, that quietness that his, you look at and you go... You see the mischievousness about him mm-hmm. and what he's willing to do for comedy? That's the other thing, is that he w- he's not afraid to take something too far. Not at all. Yeah. Another example, um, they've been going through these TikToks. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And uh, one of them was a, a, a guy from the Bloods who was responding to people who were saying he was a false blood. And he was, like, saying a bunch of lingo. And one of the things he does is a blood battle cry called Suwu. Apparently, that's what they do before they blast somebody and blow someone up. And Tom, like, was making merchandise because he would go to shows and people would be like, Sue, Like, and people are like, a gang unit from L.A. who likes the podcast, a guy from their call goes, dude, you have to stop doing this. Seriously? He's like, you you need to do this because Tom was having shirts with Suwu on it. (laughs) And he was like... Like, people are going to get unnecessarily like, murdered. People are going to walk around thinking this is hilarious, and they're going to get fucking killed. Right. Like, you you have to stop this. So Tom goes, all right, every guy, everybody, just announcement. We brought those. We took those T-shirts down. I'm refunding everybody. And to let you know, we've got a new shirt with an Asian lady on it, and it says, Sue, woo. <laughs> it's Sue, woo. So it's completely different now. So he put that back up in a store. Jesus <laughs> So Christ. it's an inside joke, which is most of what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can but he doesn't that. give a shit is he what it is. He doesn't yeah. give a shit. He, does not, he didn't license the, the, right, the yeah. song for his, his music yeah, video. Yeah, Missy, so, yeah. So yeah. guys, I was going to say, like, I can see Bert, uh, you know, he's, he's always got, he's, he's an oily son of a bitch. He's the machine. You know, like, yeah. so I could see him uh, definitely being wily. But, uh, you know, after just hearing that little brief, uh, Tom. Bert has self-esteem issues. Does so, he? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the thing is, you get ironic, which is because he spends so much time with the shirt off. Yeah, you put booze in him. I mean, I'm sure he'll be a contender for sure, <laughs> without a doubt. Tom's not walking away. What you're saying is Tom's not walking away with a couple bruises, maybe a broken bone. No, but he's walking away with Bert's like ears or eyes or something. He's walking away with a trophy for he's sure. Walking I think away with the man titties. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom Segura for the win. Tom Segura. Tom Segura the win. Yes. Thank you for that throwdown. That was very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you'd uh, get a kick out of that one. I sure did. Yeah. Uh, so Justin, what do you got to promote this week? What do you got to recommend? Uh, I just started watching Mr. Robot. Oh yeah. I hear uh, it's great. It, it's, it's his show and it was pitched to me this way and I took it to heart and I'm very glad I was told this. It's not a show that you have on while you're making dinner. Yeah. You sit down and you watch and you watch the fucking episode because mm-hmm. it is dense, Yeah. but it's really fucking good. Shot beautifully, really interesting. Uh, it's a very, very dense topic and they really get like deep into technical shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fucking, it's really good. That's I awesome. really, I love Christian Slater in it. Raman Malik is amazing. Like yeah. top to bottom, the cast is amazing. Uh, so I highly recommend if you've not, uh, I tend to jump into shows, uh, sometimes very late, like Breaking Bad, yeah. um, jumping into this one quite late. Uh, but highly recommend if you, if you've been like, I kind of want to see it, definitely see it. And then the movie uh, Britney Runs a Marathon. Mm-hmm. We watched that one. 
very, that one you can watch while you're making dinner. <laughs> very light, very fun. Um, I cannot remember the, the name of the actress, but she's incredible. Um, highly recommend that movie too. Nice. It's a, it, that's a, you're not going to watch it and have your life change, but you're going to watch it and go, I feel good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend the comic fables. Uh, it, there's a lot of issues. I'm on deluxe edition number 15. I think that's the last one. Uh, it's fantastic. It's great. Uh, well written, well drawn. It's absolutely lovely. So go find it, buy it, uh, check it out at your local library. That's what I do. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, Jillian Bell, real quick, is the actress. Very cool. You'll, you'll recognize her from like workaholics and things like that. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, gang, thanks so much for listening, as always. And hey, you know what? Happy Thanksgiving, you douchebags. Uh, yeah. I hope you all enjoy your thanks fucking giving. Thanks, uh, give thanks. We give yeah. thanks for you guys. Yes. Uh, we give thanks for this podcast. Yes. And we give thanks for, uh, you know, uh, butt meat. Butt meat, indeed. And thank you, Twitch. Thank you for guys for hanging out, as, as always. And don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. I'm doing your bit. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on all our social medias. You can do it. Uh, no, probably not well. Uh, you can find us on our social medias, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at MindGapPodcast. You can check us out on our YouTube channel. Look for our videos there. And Justin is going to say his bit now. <laughs> uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Really anywhere where you can find podcasts and listen to them and consume them. Like Galactus consumes worlds. Yeah. Uh, and then while you're in the online realm, uh, well, while you're doing those things, uh, rate us, review us, share us around. Sharing is the big one. We love being shared. And then uh, com slash mindgap and uh, east 8th in general. Uh, got some uh, fun shit coming up uh, social media wise. Uh, you can see some uh, announcements and things. It's good times. Ooh, kasha. That's all it is. So enjoy yourselves. Have a lovely Thanksgiving and we'll see you next week. It is. Fuckers. Mind Gap Podcast.